Hello, Cucky. What's with AM Sports Radio talk shows not talking about sports? <laughs> this is The Changing Station with your host, Cucky the Dwarf. Cucky the Dwarfy Boy Boy. Talk about sports! <laughs> I want to hear about Fernando Tatis. Cucky the Dwarfy Boy Boy. On the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. That's from Cucky. <laughs> God, it was awful. This is a big, big show. We got Blake Bell in here, Tom Mundell, Jeff Mazansky, Plowboys here. We got two guys in the cut. We call that the Cuck Studio over there, gentlemen. It's intern, uh, intern Tim Howard, and that is Tatanko. What's up, boys? Can they not talk or hear? Oh, they sound great. How's it going? What's up? We oh, we go. can hear you. We can hear you. All right. All right. We're going to start the show out. We got a lot of important stuff to get to, but we just want to spend a few minutes on the uh, MLS talk. And uh, is there any other sport issue that's really that that dire right now? The Cardinals lost to the They're Reds done. tonight. The season is They're over. done. It's, it's over. over. All right. No, but the MLS thing, I think St. Louis missed out on a, on a giant opportunity. I think uh, the league is going to be the biggest, one of the biggest leagues in the uh, world. I really do. I think the U.S. league in 75 years, and that's, that's thinking long That's term. a long con. Long game, yeah. If the singularity doesn't hit us first in 2029, guys, if that doesn't hit us first, the, the, I think soccer would have been a huge thing. I, I know it doesn't fill stadiums the size of uh, you know, football or, or baseball, but I do think it would have been something to you know, make the area a little uh, brighter. But if you think that that soccer stadium was going to solve any of the real problems that we have in St. Louis – Big mistake. And if it was such a, a home run idea, then investors would have been chomping at the bit to get that last $60 million to throw in. Am I right? Uh, I think it's a little more complicated than that. But, I mean, I, I do think we missed an opportunity. I, I don't necessarily understand the uh, the mindset behind passing Prop 1 and then and not passing Prop 2. I mean, you've, you've essentially voted for the tax you didn't want to give to something that, w- that was going to make us money in the long run. But you pass the text with nothing attached to it. I don't know about all those money numbers. And They're just, all funny. And to it me. just it, like to me that didn't make sense. I if if everyone would have came out and just outright voted no on both, it would have it would have made a little more sense to me. Like, hey, I don't want any more taxes. I don't want to subsidize. But like to vote for an empty tax and then not not the stadium. You know, I mean, I get it. You know, you're the not tax for everybody. Guy. I'm not the tax guy. I just you're you know I just. I don't know. I think the city and, you know, if the county was involved, it it might be different. I don't know. I think the owners made a calculated decision. I think they thought that they could sneak one through. I think they underestimated how many people would come out for the mayoral race. And I think I think I think they, you know, in that sense, I think they were trying to fleece the city. But let's not let's not fool ourselves and say that, you know, investing two hundred fifty million dollars in the MLS is the best. Exactly. They wanted to make money with two hundred fifty million. The last thing I'm doing is and trying it's to. And so many privileged kids from the county just being like, oh, man, I wanted to watch soccer. I hate to say that, but it was a lot of the people in the circles I run to. And it's like, what are we doing? We got a city that's got a larger, bit, way bigger fish to fry than us building a soccer stadium. Yeah, that would have been nice, but that's that's icing on the cake. You know what I mean? And uh, Tatanka, you got anything? You, you got any? Tatanka, I, mean, I feel like since the Rams left, I, I feel like. Uh, this city doesn't want to take any more chances because the NFL screwed us to all hell, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the MLS would have done that. I really don't think they would have, but 
St. Louis as a whole doesn't want that to happen again. That's that's probably my only. Oh yeah, reason. we're scared of that. We're scared of that happening. We're we're a little Rams fearful. Um, but it's if we would have got that stadium, it would still taken everyone to pull themselves up by the darn bootstraps and do something around town and actually stick their neck out. Powerofthedraft.org. That's their whole message. Stick your neck out for someone because the city. Everyone needs to empower everyone around them if you can. It sounds ridiculous, but you spread a little positivity around you in your circle that spreads. St. Louis is a very divided city. I mean, we can act like it's not, I guess, a little bit, but one night I just spent minutes, maybe maybe an hour, but looking up, you can just type in, uh, you can Google search zip codes, and it tells you the, the specs, you know, the uh, average of uh, Caucasian, African-American, you know, all the names they use on the internet. And it's amazing how divided St. Louis is. And I am so sheltered. I've never really been anywhere else. That's, but you'd like to see those numbers more skewed. I think U-City was one of the few that was like 40-40. Well, it's because you got but, the Del Mar divide right there. So everybody kind of, that's where they, they kind of I mean, of we got to work right on there. that kind of stuff coming together before that. Well, Speaking on a show to, that always has white guys in here. Yeah. Just straight white guys in here all the, the time. The caucasity. Yeah, we are. Uh, and here I am like, yeah, we need to get a little diversity in this city. More white guys in here, please few more <laughs> well you know but but to tie that back to the soccer stadium you know i don't take a look around the city and how many things do bring people from all parts of the city together quite like sports do yeah that's and one of the you know things. i think that that's a hard thing to quantify and put money but there is a there there's civic pride attached to like i i don't have a lot of friends that live in north st louis i'm i grew up on the south side you know what i mean but i've got that in common with them that's something we yeah, can sit 100%. down and talk about and that's you know little icebreakers like it's that community. i'm not saying that soccer solves that but I do think that it brings programs. They they were really trying to put an initiative together to give a lot back to the inner cities, to to lower income neighborhoods, to really try to get them involved. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, I know playing sports personally that nothing breaks down any kind of uh, maybe prejudices or you know uh, misconceptions you might have than having to depend on somebody. And I think maybe you know guys in the military, I'm, I wasn't one of them, but I think that they can probably relate to that. When when that guy next to you you depend on them to to complete your mission to do your job then all of a sudden you don't see anything other blurs than the what the person absolutely it blurs the lines you know it, it makes it, it 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 strips anything you know any preconceived notions down and it just makes you see the human the soul the the person that you work so hard with and and you have a common ground you you've suffered through three, you you've 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 cried you've sweat you've bled, bled together you ever seen victory you know i don't know that i have with pele and sylvester stallone <laughs> it's no. a soccer movie oh god you guys you but gotta catch it. that yeah i'm on that That's oh you great. gotta catch that one um blake you got any thoughts on the old stadium uh issues blake bell in the house tonight why do the pack why do the taxpayers have to pay for it i know if it was such a good deal if why it's wouldn't... such a damn good deal why aren't all these investors there's there's money all over this country why didn't someone we couldn't pull somebody from california yeah. or new york or to florida save with big money why to does save the taxpayer the have day. to do it they know it's a, gra- a bad deal, so they don't touch it. If it was a good deal, they'd be all over it. What'd Kroenke do? Oh, he yeah. took his team and ran. Yeah. Right. And what are we left with? The stadium we can't do anything with. It's we're not still a good for deal. It. Yeah, we're still well, paying for it. Well, the city put together a terrible deal there, and I think that this one got lumped in with that. But This I mean, one was it, a it little was better. A lot, a lot better. It was a 30-year lease on it. It did show that. Neck. But, you know, they, they do talk about the, the net numbers revenue, are but stupid. you know in 20 years that they're going to have to come back yes, like Scott Trade did, man. and they're going to have to do upgrades. So it definitely is something that, you know, that uh, is ongoing. But um, my, my thing there, they, they say that, you know, you split it among more investors and obviously it takes a long time, a longer time to get your money out of it. 
Um, I think that a lot of people thought that their tax dollars went to it, but I think it was going to affect bigger businesses that were actually inviting it in. Yeah, I didn't hear any of them saying natural. anything against it. No, they were for it. They were absolutely for it. I mean, it's another place you can sell $11 beers. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> How hard is that? And nothing's know? more delicious than an $11 beer. I tell you <laughs> what. <laughs> hey, it's Tonga. You got anything to end that real quick? <laughs> now your your I microphone's not on. Myself, so. Why why can't why do uh why does the public have to come up with this? Why why can't it just be all? Tatanka, we just all, said that. Well, they don't invest. No, I <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. One hundred percent. I don't get it either. I was asking myself, really, why do you need people helping you when you're worth more than billions yeah. of dollars? You're right, man. You're right. All right. You got hey yeah come on no, in here no, Tom I, I, Tom get in here I wasn't sure if you like soccer get on in here brother I was just gonna say if you're gonna build a stadium the size for a high school maybe you will fill it for um, soccer yep. yeah yeah well, I guess that being a little facetious well, well, well I, just I, I just don't think there's that big of a, a I went to CBC pal oh, I, I love you but you know you Catholic voice <laughs> what can I say me and Tom are having a real <laughs> moment right now this is great you guys can't see it I hope someone's Facebook living this right now this is good. No, I, I think soccer has a lot of cachet in St. Louis, but Plowsy always says, he says if the team's not good, it's not like we're going to be like, well, I, I just love a good match of soccer. I don't care if we're getting beat all over the place. Let's go to the game. And I, I disagree. I disagree. Soccer. soccer is huge. big, big, big. I grew up playing from the time I was five years old. There's still, you look at teams like Lou Fuse. They, I mean, used to have Bush when I was I growing up. I played for Scott Bush, Ga- pal. Scott Bush. I mean, that was you were number one team in the nation coming from St. Louis. We kicked everybody's butt I know, from St. Louis. You didn't come great. here and win. I agree. We won everybody else and kicked everybody. I mean, there is a big – think of the teams you have around here, CBC, Chaminade, DeSmet, some of the best soccer players in the, in the United Sloop. States St. come Mary's from St. Louis. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you have a big people. You have a big group of people here that really love soccer. Yeah. But the, 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 also the, the division you were talking about – there's no other city in the world that's like St. Louis that has the St. Louis city and the county so divided. Yeah, if agree. they'd maybe thrown it to the city and the county to maybe go in on it together, maybe it's a win. But they didn't. The county wasn't involved at all. It was all in back of the city. I mean, those those have got to be some shady backroom dealings going on there. I mean, how many white Chesterfield boys would have loved to go to the soccer games but don't live in a city that could vote? Oh, on that, they right? were all saying on Facebook, <laughs> like, I can't believe you guys didn't vote. Well, I, uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I got to go mow my lawn real quick. I'll be right back. Um, but I am furious about this, right, honey, the with the stroller way. with the three wheels that are expensive? Go ahead, Craig. Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, a lot of it was uh, a lot of those taxes the people that were coming in were going to pay for a good number of those taxes. It was outside yeah. dollars, you know, that were that was coming in to pay for that. So, you know, I, it's a I, it's a bummer for me because I personally love soccer. Yeah, you know, me too. Um, I, I I like the idea of like international friendlies being played there, and great. you know, uh, they're talking about bidding for the World Cup, and I think twenty twenty six. Well, and our giant Bosnian population it's, here, absolutely. And I, I mean, grew up in totally, I grew up in Dutch Town, man. I mean that, yeah. that I grew up rebuilding the a area bunch of Croatian and, and Bosnian kids, and that's what we did. We went to our park that was filled with rocks and the grass and we you know if what you go down to, to cleveland do... high school on a saturday if you go down to cleveland high school on a saturday you can catch like a, a large group of mexicans play a large group of bosnians and right, there's settle fans, down no there's there. fans in the stands it's great like the neighborhoods come together it's really really cool <laughs> we need to go watch the uh, stlfc game tomorrow night we should do a little uh stlfc game tomorrow night tomorrow night nah it's you not down. pro soccer i'm, I'm out um uh, professional we'll semi-professional have, no we didn't manchester united there was a Big yeah. game here last year. Where we've, had, we've, we've had, had about we've three had or four. two or three and really you big had international Bush Stadium completely sold Packed. out. Packed. I mean, yeah. tickets were being 
This sold town's for, pretty soccer crazy. Three times. Packed. And we can maybe fill a 20,000 seat stadium. If we can fill 18 for a hockey game, we can fill 20. Listen, the whole thing game. is, though, the communities. I'm always preaching community, 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 take care of community. But up in the north side, we've kind of gone that mode on steroids where we have so many little communities that it's like, oh, no, I'm not giving up my power. Yeah, 150 municipalities figure, is pretty wild. We got to I mean, figure out a way. Everyone my age is on board with changing that so you figure it's got to come through legislation somehow some way one day soon that and that's the whole hopefully we learn from this you know what i mean everyone learn a little something it's all about perspective all right moving on uh that was our hot sports takes you guys like that it was, it was yeah. pretty, pretty good. good. Not good. too bad. We're a sports it's a show. Spicy in here. We're a sports show. This is the Rose Extermination Changing Station. Uh, Rose Extermination. They they allow us to do everything, everything we do. That was for Rose Extermination. Eight four five six one zero one. Eight four five six one zero one. We sing it so it gets stuck in people's heads, Jeff. That's why we do it. It's a little <laughs> it's, radio. It's time secret. tested. Yeah. But ladybugs, uh, ants, spiders, termites, anything, any little critters that get in your house. These guys are so personable. They're, they've been in the business since they were kids, which I think was illegal at one time. But I think the statute of limitations is cool on that, Jeff. Just mess around. Uh, you guys will get it. We'll get into that later. Jeff, I, I, I hope we're on that level. I hope we're on that level now. We're going to joke around about that. Yeah. I'm going to leave. All right. See you guys. It's right. been a good show. Bye. It was good seeing you guys. Yeah. Hey, I lost my walk guest. out to your car real quick. I lost my first guest. Sorry, Blake. I've been a fool. All right. But we're uh, Rose Extermination, 845-6101. If you need any, any help with any pest needs, just call them. My mom actually answers the phone. So. That's kind of fun. So that's how this works. Yeah, that's how all this works. <laughs> so uh, she works for. I got her a job there. What are you talking about? Is that nepotism? No, I'm joking. She actually uh, makes this whole thing. They don't even know they're writing checks for this. She's the secretary. <laughs> She's <cooking> the books. <laughs> so thank you, Rose Extermination, Mom. All right, we got Blake Bell in here, Tom Mundell, and uh, Jeff Mazansky. What's up, guys? Blake, uh, can you fill us in and kind of what's going on? Project 22? Yes. Let us know, brother. What's up? Yes, Project 22. So we're leaving 20 days from today. What we're doing, and when I say we, this is Greater St. Louis Normal, Kansas City Normal, Normal Foundation, Denver Normal, Colorado Normal. A uh, whole collaboration of people. We're taking 22 veterans from Missouri to Colorado to the Institute of Cannabis Research Conference to learn how cannabis can reverse veteran suicide and help with issues such as PTSD. Um, we're creating a documentary out of this, and we'll be recording it, and we'll bring it back and be able to show these experiences that these veterans learn. Uh, the veterans we're taking with us, uh, I'd like to introduce them and le- read you a little bit of their bios. Yeah, please do. Commander Thomas Mundell is a former member of the United States Army. He served two combat tours in Vietnam and is an aerial scout gunner on hunter-killer assault teams, performing, sort, performing search and destroy operations in Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, and later throughout the world. He was shot down 11 times during mil- his military and civilian career. His military career, he received the Silver Star, Distinguished Flying Cross, Bronze Star Medal for Valor, Air Medal for Valor, Army Commendation Medal for Valor, four Purple Hearts, Vietnamese Cross of Gallantry, Air Crew Member Wings, and Parachutist Wings. He has worked with... Wait, that's it? There's there's more. This, this, this man Tom's is, blushing <laughs> over here. He's, he's, he's the former president of, of the VFW of Missouri. Um, 
sits on many boards. He's worked with catastrophically injured veterans who have come back in many, many other things, many, many areas. And we are honored to have him with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Tom, for being here, brother. No problem. It's an honor. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, sir. Tom's coming with us to learn how cannabis can help with people that are suffering from PTSD. Um, Veteran number two sitting to my left is Jeff Mizanski. Uh, he just served in the Air Force from 1971 to 1975 and inactive till 1977. You may also know him as being the only person serving a life term in jail in Missouri Unreal. for three nonviolent marijuana offenses. God. He served 21 years until he's released in 2015 when Missouri Normal and Show Me Cannabis appealed to the legislator and were able to get him released. And we are honored to have him with us. He brings a very, very real perspective uh, from a place none of us uh, really want to be, and uh, we're, we're really honored to have him with us. Oh, yeah. Thank you. There you go. So we're going to take all these veterans out there. Uh, there's a lot more. I've got chaplains, drug counselors, uh, post commanders from AMVETS. Uh, go to project-22.org, and we've got all these veterans' bios that are coming with us uh, from, from PhDs to, to war heroes to guys that worked on the computers uh, females, males, you name it. We got everybody coming with us. So you're going to Denver? Or? We're going to Pueblo, Colorado. Pueblo. It's okay. the Institute of Cannabis Research at, okay. at Colorado State University in Pueblo. It is actually the state of Colorado. They're making so much money from marijuana that they decided to research it. And they set up last year. <laughs> Isn't that fun Wait, to say? say that one more time. That didn't, let's that didn't let's like put it register. a little different way there, boy. Oh, my God. Okay. They're, they're making so, so much money oh. from marijuana. They're getting the tax revenues that they decided to research it to find out. How to make more? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, we're making money. We better research but this stuff. They, they want to know what not only medically, which which is wonderful in my opinion, that's that's my real draw, yeah. is to know about the endocannabinoid system, how it works within the body. That's real exciting to me. But they're also studying things like how hemp can be used in 3D printing. Oh my God! Did you look at okay. you looking at so, me like that? You know, I'm a 3D you know. printing. Oh God! And they they study things like that where you can do three three D printing or how hemp can be used in cars. Cars like Ferraris or oh. or these um, the carbon the Bentleys. Stuff. They have their doors are made of hemp. Yeah, man. because it's stronger than plastic and lighter. Ford wanted to make it. He made a hemp. Yes, car and it is nineteen fourteen or somewhere Every, in there. Everything but steel and glass. Yeah, it right. will replace. It can replace or be utilized. And it's so much steel and glass. So they're studying all those things. Okay, uh, with the uh, college being able to research it, is that the same deal as what they have going on at the University of Mississippi with that crap uh, cannabis they have going on down there? How do they get around it? So they're not actually growing it. Mississippi State is the only place that can can legally, federally grow marijuana, and they're not. As far as and I'm it's concerned, terrible. Doing a good job. it's terrible. <laughs> it's beyond it's terrible. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's still good enough they can test with. So it's important to say. So that. are they getting it from it's, growers it's, around it's Colorado? Not very, no, no, no. No, they're getting they're, it from Mississippi. Yeah, they're growing it right. So there they tested the it out. That's where the Pueblo place is getting it. No, no Pueblo's no, not no. getting it. They're they're okay. testing things. They'll get hemp from the industry or, or other things okay. like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the test in Arizona. It was in Baltimore too, but Ryan Vandry and John Hopkins University. Decided yeah. to, even though they took $600,000 and more thousands of dollars of equipment, that they would not enroll a single veteran. And the way they let veterans know that they were dropping out of the program was to leave it on their voicemail. 
So after veterans have for months been trying to get in touch with them to get enrolled in this program to find out how cannabis could help with their PTSD, they took none of them and left a voicemail saying, sorry, oh. we're done. We're not taking anybody. You want to be furious about an MLS stadium? Oh, here's something to actually get fired up about veterans, the guys who are fighting for our freedom, which is the most ironic thing that they don't have the freedom to be able to treat themselves, which a way... How ridiculous was that statement you made earlier? Like, we're making money off it, so time to study and see if it works. You guys ready for that? It, it's unbelievable. You have a, uh, you're selling tickets or you're doing the. the yeah, we're thing? selling tickets. We're, we're sending four people out to Colorado over 420. We're going to fly out on 419. Can I not win that now that we've interviewed that? I'm like, we're your friend of the show. Can I, I'm not eligible for that. I might just go anyway. Plowboy, we might just go anyway. We'll get the station to pay for it. We'll, we'll cover it like it's a, a thing. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. We're sending four people. We're selling tickets. Yeah. It's, it's for donations. If you give us $22, $22 donation, you get one ticket. You give us 100 we'll give you five. And uh, we're going to send four people fly out on 419. You stay in a hotel. You wake up that day. And we're going to send you on a tour with Colorado Cannabis Tours. And they're going to take you around town. They're going to take you through Medicine Man. You're going to go through the biggest grow in Denver. You're going to go through glass blow houses. You're going to check out all the parties on the biggest party day ever in in downtown Denver. And then we fly out the next day. So you stay that night and we'll fly you back the next day. And uh, we need to get to Tonka out there. Send some people. He's never done it. That could change that guy's whole perception on things right there. (laughs) Project 20 project dash 22.org. And you can buy the, buy the tickets right there. Oh man. Well, we've, we've had more uh, uh, excitement for this show than we've had in a long time. Well, this is like our 26th show gentlemen. I know I seem like a big deal, Tom. I do. I know. I seem like I've done this for years. I've had Blake on twice already. (laughs) I love your shirt. Oh, thank you. I am wearing my medicinal marijuana. I think this will be a great, great mug shot while I'm wearing this, being like, hey, what's That's up? That's what I was thinking. We need to get some of those for Greater St. Louis Normal. I love this. Uh, Craig actually I know gave a guy. Me. Hey. I think, uh, I think I did some keychains for Show Me Cannabis last year. So Quit we'll, just, we'll, just build that, we'll just build that up a little bit. Craig, I love you. I All right. So. Well, uh, Tom, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, why you decided to join the fight, how long you've been fighting, and what kind of your whole, uh, whole role is here? Well, I'm nearly a virgin in this business, um, this culture, this industry. Uh, I've been, but I've been saturated in it for 39 months um, due to a lot of, now I look back and I have to say catastrophic events in my own life and a lot of other lives. Um, I had to, as a leader, set whatever personal feelings I had at the time to the side and let myself be educated and uh, gain some knowledge and hopefully from that the wisdom to make the right decisions for the right people uh, and for the people that I had the responsibility for because it was brought to my attention that um, I had some very, very, um, as I was coming up through the VFW, through the the chairs and became the state commander for the Veterans of Foreign Wars, um, I had met a lot of injured, catastrophically injured veterans, young men and women and senior men and women alike. And um, our science is wonderful. Our medicine is wonderful. The Veteran Administration, I have nothing to say against them, are the doctors. It's, it's the best facility. They've saved my life um, numerous times, as a matter of fact, and I owe my life to them. The VA. The VA, the Veterans Administration. Because they get a bad rap a lot of times. They get a very bad rap. I'm a bobo who watches the news. Well, I want you to know I've investigated many of these cases that has come up in in the last decade. And um, I have to say, 
as far as I'm concerned, every single case that was brought up against the Veterans Administration might have had some sort of a uh, part of it was correct. However, the press blew it up mm-hmm. way out of proportion and people were just blatantly lying. No way lying. the press would right. do that. I know they wouldn't oh, do that. And people would never lie about something like that. I know, but man. there was disgruntled, fired employees. There was a lot of things. But I, I want people to know that the VA does what they can. They want to help us. These doctors want to help us. But their only option that they have is these pharmaceuticals. And Well, why, why do they call it Project 22, Blake? We are losing 22 veterans a day to suicide. I mean, that ties and, in with the And that's a low number. Yes, that number's that number's low. They only analyzed 21 that states. That number's low. They, only, 20, they, didn't, right. they didn't include California. They Woo. didn't include Texas. They didn't include South California. They didn't include Georgia. Yeah, but that MLS stadium, am I right, right Blake? Right, right, right. Let's yeah. ride your gears. <laughs> and, and we've got so many incarcerated um, individuals, and we have a lot of veterans. We're having more veterans. And a lot of these issues are post-traumatic um, uh, related as well as injury related, but you can only deal with pain for so long and you can only take painkillers for so long yeah. because eventually you start getting that oxycodone or the hydrocodone headache and, and all that crap comes with it. It's terrible for your body. And, and it destroys your relationship with yourself, yeah. much less everyone else that you know. Absolutely. Wow. And it destroys personalities. And um, I, I, I have to admit that when you're inundated for the good, for your own good by the medical world saying that, Hey, look, you need these pills and you do take what they tell you to do. And I've got veterans taken from 15 to 90 pills a day. If you can imagine that. And, um, and, and they needed them and, but they were numb at the time. And the side effects cost them to lose their organs and different things that had to be replaced, blah, blah, blah. Well, they eventually, some of them, took it upon themselves to get out of the state and go to Colorado, go to California, go to Alaska, go to Oregon, uh, Washington, uh, different states, and actually try a different option. And uh, that's how I got involved. Um, I saw these catastrophic issues. Can you imagine having a a young lady in your life, a a sister, a a friend, anything, and beautiful face, long hair and everything, but from her breast down, she is totally shredded, unable to do really anything for herself uh, physically because she is unable to. And she was a warrior for your country. And uh, there she is, uh, very debilitated, and she's held up her psychic and, and was very supportive of everything and showing that if she can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she wants to give up. And uh, you just... Being a warrior as myself, I can kick doors in. I can, you know, fly attack helicopters. I can do a lot of things, but dealing with personal issues sometimes, I'm just not man enough to do it. And I was away from these people for 10 or so months, and I came back, and, and they went from all wanting to commit suicide, and, 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 you know, they just wanted to end it. They wanted a second chance at life. They wanted to be a whole person the next time around, and they thought if God really was everything we say it is to them, he would give them that second chance. Well, uh, we don't know if that's going to happen, okay? And uh, these are wonderful people yeah. inside those wrecked bodies and, and minds. And uh, all of a sudden, they went out there and uh, they got involved in the uh, industry, into the cannabis world. 
and they started on CBD oils, tinctures, uh, edibles, um, vaping, uh, whatever they could well, do. Yeah. And they were whatever. able to reduce. The biggest issue was they were able to reduce across the board their medic medication by 70 to 80 percent. Their whole lives have changed. Instead of existing in hell, these veterans, some have terrible um, traumatic brain injury. I lost a son, a daughter, their mother. I've lost a lot of people in my life, probably 60, 70 friends, all because of what those pills did to them after they drank on those medications because they just even they couldn't cope with the medications. Yeah. And they just wanted some relief, and cannabis was illegal. And I was a... You know, I, I just was a not the right type of person. I, you know, I, I wasn't the best dad or the or, or a good husband. None of us are. Yeah, and and I just couldn't see the light at the time. And um, even though they kept telling me the only, you know, it, it relaxes me. It, it helps me cope with these pills. I'm doing what you, you tell me to do, and they tell me to do. Yeah, yeah. The doctors and, are telling me. Yeah, it's okay. the doctors are telling them, and um, I, I just didn't see that. And then all of a sudden, these changes were made, and in their personality, come back, and they got not only are they're saying, "Hey, I'm not existing in hell anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm living, and and I've got a boyfriend." Where are these people at? Uh, where, where? These are actual veterans that are disabled around uh, the country. Around or? the country. Wow. And um, they they they're writing books now. I uh, bet their whole lives have changed, and they've reduced their medication intake, and um, but they're scared. Even though they're in a free state, these are warriors that actually paid a big price um, for our freedoms, and um, hopefully that those losses were far something. And um, we need to bring reality to these people that we want to support them. They don't want to break the law. Even I, though I it may be legal in that state, yeah. they were... Our oath that we gave was to the federal government of the United States. Yeah. We would give up to including our lives for this country. Now, not too many jobs ask you to do that. And nobody is ever de-oathed. You maintain that oath every time you raise your hand or you salute the flag. You're reevaluating that oath to yourself and to others. Yeah. And you've got to remember that. And so these people want to be legal, state and federal. And that's what I have been doing for the last 39 months, trying to educate myself and as many people as I could, give them the knowledge, including our legislators, including the President of the United States, President Obama, President Trump, our, our, our U.S. Senators, representatives, and our state people. How does that make you feel as a warrior? You're fighting for a country that theoretically is hurting the people that you love, that you hold this bond with. It's, I mean, not, it's not our country hurting us, hurting our people. It's of what we have created in our in our laws and our laws due to something that went on 50 60 70 80 years ago that we just need to change and we need to be strong we need to allow ourselves to get educated and deal with this properly and make these changes well those 90 pills that some people are on 15 to 90 you don't think the pharmaceutical companies are loving that and then big pharma is going to be affected when they they see cannabis they they have to be uh i know in arizona the makers of fentanyl they pretty much single-handedly squashed their medicinal with donating fund after fund yeah, they, they have medical. They they shot down recreational. They shot down recreational. They put in $500,000 to donate that directly 
fentanyl, yes, who's the, the new oxycotton. Yeah. That's the new big uh, boy. On the it actually fentanyl. stops pain. Yeah, yeah, I bet it does it. completely. You don't, you don't feel it, but you don't feel the high. But you just don't feel the pain. Uh, I mean, I, the pills thing to me. I mean, I've I've had some effect with friends and stuff with pills recreationally. So t- I always think it's weird that you know, oh, recreationally trying to get effed up, you get messed up on drugs, fine. But the whole thing about the doctors prescribing all of them, that's this is it's kind of unreal. And you you know, you're saying they want to help, but then. Don't they feel a sense of like, I'm hurting this person? I, I know. I'm telling you, they need to be educated. We take for granted everybody has been educated and has heard the same information that we have. I was with people just recently that some of these people have never heard a single solitary thing in their life good about, about marijuana, about cannabis. Yeah, because marijuana is the F word. I hate even hearing that word. I know. Me, because in the 30s, they, they said marijuana because it was the F word. negative connotation to it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's why I know. try to replace it with cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. cannabis totally. Because, but then I have people say, what's that? Yeah. You know, and we want it to be clear. Yeah. You got you to. And I think even language. in the prison, like, I, I hate to bring that aspect up, Jeff, but I think you really need to say something about the yeah, lies the that would be, you know, the cannabis, I mean, how, how that would affect them. Well, you know, it's, it's sad but true, everything you said. And um, prison population actually reflects what's going on. I'm kind of fortunate in a way because I did 20 years in prison. I got to know a lot of our veterans in there. And they wouldn't be there right now if they were able to use cannabis before they got in there. We have so many of them in there that come to me and tell me that they've actually used cannabis get off the pills to get off the heroin sure and uh it's proven it works but now how many of them we have in there doing a life sentence because somebody got hurt somebody got killed yeah. how many of them we got sleeping out on the streets because they're afraid to go home because they can't trust themselves with the way they feel they're afraid they're going to hurt the family oh yeah so i spoke to them all across this country and i hear that over and over again um several men and women lost limbs they smoke cannabis because the limbs that are gone are bothering them. They still feel them. Phantom pains. Yeah. It really helps that. It helps phantom pains. And uh, a gentleman just started right here in Missouri. Don't have either arms. I don't believe he's a veteran, but he's doing time for cannabis right now because he was getting some for the phantom pains. And it, I, they definitely don't want to be criminals. We had two parents in here three or four weeks ago who are treating their kids epilepsy with, they were having uh, hundreds, thousands of seizures a day. Well, they, they got a CBD rich oil. One of the guys, Robbie Brazil, Robbie Brazil and Stephanie Tufts. They, uh, one has a 50, 50 blend THC and CBD oil, and they haven't had any, their, their seizure rate has gone down and they don't want to be criminals either. It's the whole system in place right now. And at least that's what we're working for. We're talking about a lot of the bad things of it. You know, what are some positive things? We got Project 22 coming up. How do we start the the revolution here in, in St. Louis and Missouri? The and education. That's education. what we got to start. We got to educate. Education. Yeah, so educate. Educate. What's the three words? So science, research, education is our, is our mission here. Okay. Science, research, education. Tom is some of his stories through our time together. He has told me about when he goes and visits these catastrophically injured veterans 
and the kind of pain. These guys have been blown up. What signifies catastrophically injured? No like arms or legs. You've been blown up by, in, in your tank by an IED roadside bomb. And the, the thing is, is our science has come our, so our far. Our traumatic brain injury are just having, it doesn't have to be that catastrophic if if your mind's affected yeah. and you can't deal you with You are life. your mind. But I, I want to say something. In all my studies and everything, uh, one thing I want to put out there, it really depends on the cannabis itself. You need to, you, why we need the science done and the research is that one thing I have discovered is that sativa is is, is what a lot of people want because they think it's going to get them up, up, up. But in reality, uh, most of the people that want to get up, up, up are the ones that should really be on Indica yeah. because Indica is in, going to the make couch. them actually feel them. No, that's not going to put them in there. Everybody's in got the couch. that thought. Uh-huh. They all think it's going to do that. Come on, Tommy. Let's wake up and smell the mocha. Uh, reality, uh, reality is that indica can make you feel even better if you're yeah. the type of person that indica will balance you out better. And that's what cannabis actually does. It brings your anxieties down and, and your nervousness down and, and your depressions and um, uh, bad feelings up and balances your body out. Sativa does that and indica does that. But sativa will, will do that for uh, most personality types. But anxiety leveled people that's a little bit more up already using Indica will actually, Indica type um, strains will actually make them feel better and and broaden their mind, expand their. uh, That sounds dangerous, Tom. (laughs) Expanding minds. I I, I don't know anything about it. I've just read about it. (laughs) So, what I want to do is. So Tom's told me these stories and how it's how it's helped, and I've heard a lot of other stories. We've met those two other parents. We've yeah. we've it's not bullcrap. No, they, they've told us it works. We've we've seen their kids. We we've seen the results. Yeah, we want to know why. Why does it do this? So that now that we know why, we can arm these veterans with the knowledge to come back and say, "You shouldn't be putting this veteran in jail. He's using it for this." And not only is using this, here's the science backing up why it's a medicine for him. 100%. Man. That's why yeah. we need to change the laws. Humanize yes. it. you gotta, you got to find some empathy in there somewhere, you know I mean? Oh, for sure. That's what it's all about, man. Putting yourself in someone else's shoes and being able. Well, it's amazing that uh, the um, smear campaign against cannabis for so long. And even, uh, you know, like my parents, they're in their 60s. My my mom would have said cannabis and heroin were the same thing. Like when I was growing up, she's be careful like, now. She's like they're they're the same thing. Uh, weed weed and heroin are the same thing. Well now she's finally come around to where she's like, hey, can you order me some of that CBD oil online? <laughs> I don't know where to get it. She went to Jamaica and smoked with some Rasta. One more check. Hey, think about it. one more check. She yeah, yeah, exactly. okay. No hey, problem. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> We got another week here on the Rose Extermination Changing Station. Just got it in. But, okay, so we got we got some schools. Cal, uh, California is going to be a giant deal. Am I right? Are we thinking that when California uh, goes wreck? Is it wreck? Or oh, wreck? it's already wreck. Yeah, they got wreck. California I mean, is that going to? Colorado is, already is. Is it going to have yeah. a huge impact, it California did. being wreck? <laughs> it is. California's gross domestic products, the eighth in the world. world yeah it's massive in the world okay if, if, if california was a country itself it's number eight 
And now the wow. number eight country in the world just legalized recreational cannabis. <laughs> Put that in your pipe <laughs> and smoke it, right? And that. the leaders, the leaders in California and Colorado, Washington and Oregon and Alaska all say the same thing, that Missouri will become, no doubt, not only will it be a billion-dollar industry right off the bat, it'll grow into it so fast, it's unbelievable because of the how well of a structured industry we're developing right now really? in the state and how we're doing our laws and writing everything that's being done because we've looked at everybody else's. Oh, and that it's, gives me some hope. He's speaking of new, new approaches, uh, petition. Yeah, that now that is an initiative that's a – we want – a constitutional amendment. We do not want legislation because legislation can be changed by a senator. To a Missouri's governor. constitution? Yes. Right. This okay. is a constitutional amendment. And um, New Approach Missouri and many other organizations are uh, working diligently to bring this back to the voters. We lost – only reason it didn't become in front of the voters uh, November si- uh, 2016 was because the uh, company – that was uh, doing being paid to gather the signatures screwed up, yeah. and they they negated ten thousand. Well, no, no, or? they just they thought there was they were low in District One when they were really low in District Two. So it was an error in judgment, and we ended up losing it by twenty three signatures. But well, it was here in St. Louis or St. Charles. Saint, wasn't it? it was District Two. St. Charles was one that they Thanks, failed. St. Charles. No, no, it wasn't them. <laughs> no, they threw it. The not, they threw you don't, don't throw blame. Don't throw blame. I'm, because I'm just kidding. We're so far Charles. ahead of the ball game now. That's the key here. We've already got tens of thousands of signatures already. Those still count. Uh, no, no, we're going for over. 2018. Okay. For okay. 2018, we're way ahead of the ballgame. We need, of course, we need help. We need financial assistance. To, so, what's the to, process? We get all of these signatures from these. Right. Are we still using these same companies? Or I mean, no, no, we, no, no. We no. That company. Right now, we it's got all volunteers here. Right now, you have Greater St. Louis, Normal, Kansas City, Springfield, Mid Missouri. Okay. These and within us, new approaches is super packed, and we're that's the volunteer base. It's okay. through, through Normal, and we can and, donate online to all those. Yes. Oh, yes. sure. Go, go, to, yes. go to newapproachmissouri.com and donate. And yes. that's where. Huge. Not, now, it's, we need to raise the funds eventually. Right now, it's all volunteer based. So we're getting somewhere around 10,000 signatures a month. We need 167,000 valid signatures. Valid signatures. Valid signatures. So we're going to collect 280, 290,000 plus. We'll verify them and make sure it's good. But once we make sure it's, it, it's, it's going to be on the ballot, well, what did INSYS do in Arizona, like we were talking about a second ago? They threw half a million in to stop yeah. it. You've got some big industries in Missouri that may not be too happy about this going down. Some of the biggest health insurers in the world are located right here in Missouri. Oh, yeah. Okay? We got that place off of Page Express. You, you've they got drug manufacturers in Missouri. Okay? You've got a lot of people that may not be happy. So there's going to be a lot of money that's possibly coming the other way. We don't know by who. You also have people like um, alcohol. Oh, yeah. Alcohol is taking a big hit in states like Colorado and Washington because people realize they can smoke at night and show up to work the next day not hungover. Yeah. Isn't that nice, right? Yeah, but um, test me for chronic if I get a job. Don't right. test me to see if I'm getting drunk and beating my wife. There, there's there's night. a lot of companies, though, making a lot of changes. I was very surprised. I've been at a lot of meetings now. But uh, they still give uh, a panel test, drug test, but um, they exclude uh, cannabis. Well, it stays in your system for so long, too. It's right. Because they actually exclude it. 
it's kind of it's, it's hard idea. to find out if some people overdose because you can't find the, the <coughs> opioids because it metabolizes too quickly through the body. Yeah, you can't test for it. Oh, I love when they they find someone who like got into a car accident. They're like, yeah, marijuana in this system. Be like, yeah, he probably smoked at a concert three weeks ago. Everything had something to do with it. I probably had something to do with it. Yeah. So yeah. Je- Jeff, what's up, man? Here, uh, I'm I'm kind of starstruck. You have a lot of uh, YouTube videos online, and uh, they doing like a documentary about your life anytime soon. That should be coming out, right? Well, we have a couple things going on. Yeah, uh, we got a movie called Lifers come out, and that uh, is helping all all the guys and girls that have been in for life. And uh, I believe it just started, just kicked off in California last week, if I'm not mistaken. What's what's that like here in life in prison when you're in the courtroom and they say that like it's got to be intense and please if if you don't feel like but, answering you this know, but. actually I was just sentenced to a life sentence which should have been thirty years and then with time off I probably should have got out fifteen years in fact just I actually had parole papers to come out in fifteen years to see the parole board and when they didn't call me up there I uh, got in touch with the parole board and asked them well how come you didn't call me up there. About a week later, they wrote me a letter back saying, well, you don't have no parole. Uh, you're doing life without. So I didn't even know I had life without until I was in for several years. Oh, oh my God. God. That's the biggest um, mind F of all time. Can, can, you, can you tell us your story in case people aren't aware of, of what happened? I mean, it's yeah. not like you were going around killing people or, or raping. You weren't a bad person. You just you were a veteran that got caught three times with, with cannabis. Yeah, that's basically it. I was caught with... Um, like seven and a half ounces one time, a little over an ounce another time. And uh, this last time I actually had three and a half grams in my pocket. But because of the other two cases, they I actually got charged with acting in concert to possess and sell marijuana. Acting in concert. Acting in concert. <sighs> uh, people don't realize acting in concert, if you're there, basically they can just about you say you're anything. guilty. Uh, let's face it, the state of Missouri, if they want to convict a ham sandwich, I think they could get it done. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, Goodness. Uh, That's pathetic. And, and it's the people's fault. It, it really is because yeah. we should have never let it get like this. I know, man. There's the no one to blame. supposed to be working for us, not just our veterans, not just the VA, but the whole government system is supposed to be working for the people, and it's not happening. Did it make you resent uh, You know, kind of the whole system when when you – we're fighting for it, and then you're thrown in jail for limited freedoms, which you're theoretically fighting for. I mean, well, it, you know, even if we would get it legal tomorrow, I still can't touch it because I'm still on parole, <laughs> and I could be on parole for the rest of my life. Are they going to talk about ar- expunging? That's just arbitrary. They just—it's uh, uh, kind of an open deal, just, indefinite. My my sentence was changed from a life without to a regular life sentence, okay, which made me eligible for parole. Um. Uh, that's the papers that were signed. Okay. Mother of God. So I, I still go see the parole board. We need to get that changed for yeah, us. Well, is there any... This, uh, is, this is what we do in Missouri every day. Every day? Every day, every day, another veteran is locked up. It, it's and, and, beyond ridiculous. And, and I'm pointing out the veterans on this solely, but we, we lock up people every single day for cannabis. Yeah, a lot of every people. Every single day. People, a lot of people. People just like Jeff were throwing their lives away for what? For what? Right. Why? Why do we do this? And, it, you know, it's not just the veterans or the guys that are getting right. locked up or the women. How about their families? I know, man. Third one's really getting hurt. Absolutely. I, I th- uh, over a plant. Over a plant. Something that's helping. I mean, 
I mean, I knew, you, I knew years ago, cannabis helped. I hurt my back while I was in the military. It helped the pain. I could work. I had three construction companies going. I was foreman on two of them, and I owned a company of my own when I got locked up. Jesus. I had almost 40 people working for me in, di- in different places. And, uh, well, they all lost their jobs. Jesus. So, you know, what, was this what in, good did it do? Was this in Sedalia? Or that was in Sedalia, right? Sedalia. My goodness, man. It's just, it's it is a horrible... Uh, system it's a cycle too because you know you go in and then you're a part of the system and then what are you going to do when you get out you know what i mean they're like oh yeah hey here's a what, good job what does the for system you. do for you what what is what well i'm gonna tell you exactly what the system does for you trains you how to be a better crook wow i mean um they say rehabilitation they do have a few classes they make you go to them because the simple reason is they get paid for everybody that sits in a seat <laughs> but if you force somebody Greed. to go somewhere, what, what's going on? They're sitting there twiddling their thumbs or whatever they want to do. They're not learning what they need to learn. And uh, let's face it, a convict is not going to sit down and listen to somebody that's been through college that thinks they knows everything. You need to get somebody in there that has been down that same road. You know, you talk the same language. Uh, just like veterans can talk to veterans because we talk yeah. the same language. We know where we've been and what's, what's been happening. Uh, and that, that's what we need across this country. Yeah. And really bad is, how about all these guys and, and girls getting out, trying to find work? Yeah, what are they? Right. We're making a whole, I mean, 50% of our prison population is for nonviolent drug of, uh, offenders. Yeah. And we're taking a good chunk of quality workers out of the economy. And we're expecting everything to be like, yeah, no, it's totally cool. We'll just have... They sell stock and trade stock on private prisons. Yeah. How are we going to do that? Prison industrial complex, the, the, the third largest <laughs> corporation in the world. The, the freest, freest country in the world. They definitely, the freest they country in the world has the highest incarceration. I, I, was yeah. told, in I was told that is one of the biggest groups that are against any type of cannabis well, yeah, the reduction greed. in cannabis Again, enforcement. Read, read the 13th Amendment. The only way you can be a slave after the Emancipation Proclamation was to be in jail. Slavery was abolished unless you're in jail. So then you become a slave. Well, slaves, we can pay them 14 cents, isn't that? Yeah, I, they, they I made, labor. I made 72 cents an hour, and I was one of the highest paid guys there because I was training other people how to make furniture. Holy and what kind cow. of furniture are you guys turning out? Oh, man, millions of dollars worth. Uh, desk, kitchen Who set. sells these things and who makes the The prison industrial complex. You're the prison kidding industrial. me. They lock people up for marijuana like Jeff, nonviolent because they don't want violent people. They, that's too hard to deal with, Run right? Run three construction companies. So, yeah. They got to trade. He's got to trade. He's been trained. He comes in and they're paying him 72 cents. Oh, my an God. Hour. I'm getting rid of all the furniture in this my house pisses tonight. me off. We're getting beanbags. <laughs> beanbags only in Craig and I's house. It's not just furniture. They got just about anything and everything. It's not just like barbecue grills. We hear kind of metal work. People all the time. I'll hear freaking you know my stepdad's crew. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, put them prisoners to work. They're in there for a reason. Put them to work. Do something to the roads." And it's like, no, it doesn't quite work like that. Half of them are in there for. And I like what Portugal's done, where they decriminalized all the drugs. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Treated like a sickness. That seems to be working out fairly well for them. If you're a taxpayer, think about it like this. If you're an investor, you want a good return on your investment. 100%. If I give you a dollar, do you want to just get a dollar in return? 
It's pointless. Is that good? You, you want to double your money. You want to triple your money. If I give you a dollar for prohibition, the system we have in place now, you give me a dollar back. That's what the taxpayer gets. If you do what Portugal has done and you decriminalize and you offer people treatment and you give them real help and you educate yeah. them on the, what the real effects of drugs are, yeah. I give you a dollar, you give me $8 back. As Jesus. a taxpayer, as a taxpayer alone, Jesus. which system would you rather have? Which one's a better return on your investment? Dude, we're educating people right now because we get we get about 300, 350 solid listeners a week. I'd like to say Tens. thanks. <laughs> I'd like to thank, uh, I want to thank each one of them individually right now. <laughs> Actually, we're going to use the last 10 <laughs> minutes of the show to do that. But all right, so we got Project 22 going on. We can get on the websites. Um, we can visit uh, New Approach. Uh, give us the websites one Bo- more time. Both of them are posted on the on the Changing Station. All right, we got Thank the you. Changing Station School for Unconditional, Unconditional Love, Love uh, Facebook. That's a long title. We should probably think about it. a little wordy. We should think about rebranding Newapproachmissouri.com, project-22.org. But we also cut Plowboy's hair into a mullet earlier. Let me just, uh, he's looking so That's pretty strong. sexual. He's so looking sexual. pretty. Blake <laughs> likes it. Blake has been talking directly at Plowboy this whole time, which I thought was a little weird. I'll take my finger out of his closer all the time. Never broke eye contact. Plowboy, what do you think about that cannabis thing? So are we looking at 2018 for... Solid, solid, buddy. Are we solid there, solid. Tom? Or are we, but we we're, we're going to need help. We're going to need our... We're going to need What volunteers. can we do? What do we got to volunteer? What I, I volunteer hate to say does? it, but financially speaking, um, they need to go to New Approach... Uh, Missouri.com and they need to go to project-22.org and really take a look at what this money's going for because every single penny that they put towards this is going toward the the actual getting those ballots in and get us on the on uh, on the ballot so we can um, get the signatures in, I mean, and get on the ballot yeah, so that we can the radio, give the worry, people okay. the vote. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That did it. That did it. <laughs> He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me on the show. It's all right. Last changing you're station. You're literally Mom, talking to G.I. Joe. Just <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, uh, I'm not coming Bye. home tonight. I'm not coming home. Show's over. If, if, you can, if you can donate money, please. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's the easiest Even thing Even if it's $5. Do. How do we change if, minds? If you, if you can't donate, Get involved. Yeah. If you don't become an actor, you'll never be involved. Tell, tell them about 173 children now that have not had a grand mal seizure for 23 months How about uh, that? right now. Uh, talk about six over 6,800 veterans and family members and, and other people that have been taken off the street. And the only changes in their life was that the one thing they had in common, they were all showing up at the hospital every month to get drugs. They got around cannabis. They went to these other states. They got with CBD oils and indica, yeah. different things. They got, they, they've reduced their pill intake by 70, 80%. Yeah. Their lives were enhanced. I have not seen one single negative story about anyone in the last 39 months. I swear no one has said anything negative that's happened to them because they have tried cannabis. I know. Yeah. Nothing. You can't OD, OD from it. You cannot the, uh, OD on it. The pills with the... Uh, oh, my It's always God. frustrating to hear somebody that hasn't experienced it tell you how bad it is. Right. And that's the ones that really do say that. It, and you're like... Uh, yeah, all right. Good intake there, fella. Why don't you step outside with me for a second? We'll, you know, <laughs> we'll just have a conversation like adults about medicine, you know? Yeah. And, and it gives them the, you know, it may not, I'm saying it does heal some things, but 
the one thing it does do for everybody, it gives them the ability to cope with yeah. physical and psychological issues that they and challenges they may have. Yeah. And what more could you ask for? I know. The ability to cope. With we, your ex or with yeah, with yeah. anybody, you know? anything. And don't don't definitely, you know, just being able to cope. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. We'll, but, you know. we'll talk after the show. We'll talk. <laughs> okay. Are we just gonna be talking? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you want to call it in today's but, uh, America. If, if you, you know, can, if you can try give, to give these well. pills to everybody and they're just not working. Uh, yeah. We got veterans dying every day. We got people on the streets. What's our government doing? How many people here in Missouri actually smoke or do edibles? Well, no, nobody here, actually. No, here. Yeah, yeah. no one no. here. Uh, nobody. But did they realize the same thing that happened to me could happen to them? Oh, 100%. Fortunately, they can't do life without right now. Because But they you. can still do 30, 40 years. Yeah. That's a death sentence. For yeah. No, that's crazy. I, you mean, guys not me, I got caught with a zong in my car in college, and they took away. they, they tried to take away all my student loans. But luckily, there's nothing in there. Smoked it clean. <laughs> I, I, do, I do want to say, ha <laughs> <laughs> screw you, MU police. Whoa. You got nothing on me. They could be listening to the Don't show. Don't go back mind. to Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to Missouri. say, bring in time with me if I no. do. It means a lot to have people like you guys have just incredible stories and also just credentials. Uh, it, it's important that your voices are heard. It gives it so much more, um, you know, it gives it so much more credibility when you hear of a, of a war hero telling the story and you hear of just atrocities, um, you know, with, 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 with Jeff's story. Jeff, I was in Springfield, Missouri uh, years ago when I first heard your story and I, and I signed the petition down there. And, and uh, it was funny, you know, uh, 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 Cucky texted me and he said, you know, we, we got uh, Jeff Mazansky on the show and I'm like, is he feeling all right? Does he know like how little our show is? Like, <laughs> no, Blake, no, Blake no, lied no, to him pretty good. Thank you, Blake. You're, you're welcome. welcome. At least you got. You know, one thing you did say. I wanted to make a comment about signing those petitions. When they sign those petitions, make sure that they sign the petition with the address right. that is on their vet, uh, voter, registration. voter registration. No matter where in the hell voter they're ID. living, whatever's on that voter registration card, that is the address that they we should We got a clipboard for the county you're from. Right. Just make sure you tell them where you're from. Right. <laughs> if, and yeah. no. If you can give money, give money. If you can't, I'm, I'm not a rich guy. I can give sweat equity. That's what I put into this. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, so if we you put can't a lot of money, in here. Start, start getting involved. Get involved Greater St. Louis Normal. Visit greaterstlnormal.org. If you're somewhere else, get involved in Springfield, Columbia. Get involved. We're not, it's not a bunch of crazy cuckoo people with pot, light, pot leaves and hippy-dippy stuff running around anymore. I love the pot leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he looked but, at my sweatshirt, darn it. Cannabis. <laughs> cannabis. But, but the idea is... We're professionals. I, I work in, a, in yeah. a clinic. I work with, with physicians all day. I talk with attorneys. I'm, I'm not running around being crazy. We are professionals now. Business and if you people. want to be involved and you want to come be with a professional group that's going to change some minds and some lives, come join us. It's time to be an adult and think about these things rationally. It's time to stick your neck out for your fellow human. And you, the, the veterans, these people fight for you. The least you can do is fight for them. Hit us with the Project 22, project-22.org. Yes. And uh, I'm sorry, I got to get a free dotum. I was told free dotum. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Zeke, if you're listening, I I texted him. I I texted him about that. New Approach Missouri. (laughs) New Approach Missouri. Show me cannabis. 
just everybody uh, extend a little love uh do whatever you can do to help the greater good we're trying to do our thing here thank you jeff thank, thank you, you guys Tom. so much and one love thank st you. louis thank have you. a good night be well peace guys. out Shadows on the wall Don't you miss the big time Boy, you no longer